Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers, we find our clients in different ways, and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their own terms. We're not here to give you a silver bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough. The Freelance Revolution Podcast is brought to you by Freelancers Aligned, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Our members get live access to our podcast recording each month and exclusive access to submit questions to the Q&A portion at the end. Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersaligned.com to learn more and sign up. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, so today we're going to talk about this, um, or we're going to talk about a piece of it because there's a ton in here. Um, recently a report came out called the global survey on freelancing. Um, it, one of the, um, key researchers on that report is John Younger. Um, and he is a regular contributor to Forbes and he publishes a lot about freelancing on Forbes. And, um, he recently wrote this great article summarizing some of the results of the global survey on freelancing report and there's tons of great stuff in there. And so we thought we would just take, um, this episode of the podcast to talk about some of those findings. Yeah. There was so many, like, I loved so many of the words that were in there, like innovation revolution, like all of those things, like was music to my ears. Yes. Um, I, I, Yes. He's awesome. I actually just, um, so another freelancing group in Ireland called the Indie List, um, I'm part of their like mailing list and they have these awesome, um, lunch events, which lunchtime in Ireland is like very early in Denver. (laughs) So I don't often get to go to them, but they actually had John on one of their events this morning talking about this report and, um, this, the highlights that are in this article, which we'll put the link to the article in the show notes are just like the tip of the iceberg. There's tons of awesome information in here about, um, the current state and the future of freelancing. So, um, I'm excited to dig into a little bit. So in, in this article, uh, John puts out um, nine key findings from this report, and I think we're just going to kind of talk through each one and um, talk a little bit about um, what these mean, like I said, for the current state and the future freelancing. Awesome. So yeah. the first the first one is about is um, that freelancing is a work and career innovation that's succeeding worldwide through different rates of speed. Um, And he talks about how um, over 60% of freelancers have enough or too much work. And not just that they have enough work, but that they have work that they love, which I'm fine. I find so awesome that that is true. Where I'm seeing this in real life is for somehow I ended up in a season of helping clients hire other freelance support. Mm -hmm. And so I've gotten pretty good at posting job 
opportunities like on the Upwork platform and a couple others, but I'm not seeing the quality of applicants that I used to. Mm -hmm. So now I'm kind of like, I talked it all up, but there's these great freelancers just ready to jump and I'm not getting hardly like, it's pretty much crickets Yeah. Um, for one of my high level clients. I had to hire a social media manager and I had over 30 applicants. Okay. Which is fine and great, but no, I mean, a handful of them put more than like three sentences in their proposal. And if Mm -hmm. you don't work at all, like that doesn't get you too far. I didn't really look any further because if they're not going to take the time to submit their proposal to me, they're not going to take the time to care too much about the job. Like that's just my opinion and my stance on it. But I would definitely say that, but then also like from our past conversations where we're at for freelancing, like I'm at my max capacity. I've been at my max capacity since I would say a month into the pandemic. And so I, shifted from doing things that I had to do to make money and that it were, was okay to now every single day. It's hard. It's hard when I don't have the bandwidth to take on more when, a, when a client that I adore or like working with asks me for more work and I have to tell them no, like yep. that's a hard struggle. Totally. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I guess one of my, I would say two things about that, that like, I think that that is one of the reasons why it's so important as a freelancer to have a group of other freelancers that you can refer work out to, which I know that you have like a deep bench of people that you refer work out to. I also know that even a lot of those people are at capacity. Um, so it's like, not that you don't know amazing social media managers. It's that like, they actually don't have the capacity to take on any more work. I filled their work. Mm -hmm. Like like that's where it is. Like, Hey Leah, I don't have any more bandwidth because I have all of your clients that I've been working with for months. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And that's where I think that there's like such an opportunity um, for social media management in particular, like this is a great example of place where, um, like new to the game freelancers, like there is a huge need to fill in a lot of these areas, but like, you really need to bring your A game. Like you have to be, you can't just come at it as you would, um, for, like a quote unquote regular job or anything else like that. Like you really need to present yourself like a business. You need to know what you're doing when you're writing proposals, um, when you're applying for jobs on, on platforms and things like that. Um, and I think like that, that, that referral network is gold and to have, to be able to, because it also makes your life easier, right? Like then you don't have to sift through 30 candidates. You're just like, you have three people that you reach out to. But like, like we said, even that bench is getting, it's, it's not that the bench is getting shallower. It's that everyone else is swamped. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So one of, there's another, there was another finding in here that I thought was interesting to that, um, that sort of like aligns with that point a little bit. Cause I'm, and I'm super curious about your opinion on this one. So he also talks about um, freelance platforms. Um, and he publishes like a ton of awesome articles on different plat- different platforms, not just like platforms to find work, but like all kinds of different platforms that help freelancers. 
Um, but it said that um, most freelancers prefer to join join only one to two platforms, and that platforms globally only have a 20% share of the freelance market. So that means that like 80% of freelancers globally aren't on a platform. They're like freelance freelancers. Right. Um, and I think the interesting yeah. part with that, um, that I caught off there is their pool of who they're calling freelancers is very broad. So if we're talking like people who offer digital services as a freelancer who can do it from home, do it from wherever, like that's one thing, but they also talk in the article, like that there's freelance airline pilots. Mm -hmm. So they're not, I wouldn't ever see, at least I haven't looked. So don't quote me on this. A pilot on Upwork. A pilot on Upwork. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's where I see that these results But I totally get where they're saying like freelancers are usually only on one or two platforms because as it's one or two, if you go on more than that, it's more places that you have to manage your profile, a rating, a, you know, your proposals are all over the place. It's adding extra layers of complexity to your freelance business. And most freelancers that I've worked with or that I've talked to, like they want simple. They want to be able to work when they want to work, make the kind of money that they want to make and be done. So adding several different platforms could be very complex, but then it also is like making your existence less. Whereas I'm mostly on Upwork. So you see my, you know, over hundred plus jobs that I've worked on that platform that speaks for itself. Yeah. And you've totally said this before too. And I think this is like, um, uh, this is like aligned in this data too, that you're, if you are on multiple platforms, it doesn't mean you're getting more work. Um, and I think you've said this before, like it actually is probably better to be on one, maybe two platforms because you don't, just like you said, you don't want to be spreading yourself too thin and you want to really be an expert and build up your a reputation on one specific platform instead of spreading yourself thinly across multiple different platforms and like for your own time too. It makes it, it makes more sense to do that. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things it says in the same section is about the freelancers needing help selling, managing their businesses and networking. And I think um, I just recently wrote a blog about this on my site that I have seen a lot of freelancers who struggle with the mindset of shifting from um, employee to business. And especially when you're just like one person, you don't necessarily feel like a quote unquote business because you're like, it's even though I do it on my own, it's still just me. Um, And one of the things that I think, and back to your point about like being able to hire quality freelancers is that you need to be approaching it. You need to be approaching your work as if you are a business because you are a business. And that means that you have to clearly understand what you do, who you do it for, how you do it, and how you talk about your work to other people. And in my mind, that's what stands out for all of those. In addition to like the execution, like obviously being super good at what they do, those freelancers that we both have in our referral networks who are swamped are people who think about themselves as a business and know how to market themselves as a business. 
Right, exactly. Um, and also in that same section, I liked how it talks about platforms are picking up the pace and building and training their teams. Mm -hmm. Um, so where I'm noticing, and I know that we talked about this a long time ago, I mean, maybe it was shorter than I think, but, um, we talked about any resources that Upwork really does for their freelancers. And for a long time, when I first started, they didn't do a lot of trainings. Now I'm seeing these pop up you know, little trainings, these workshops and things like that, that they're doing. I don't know if it's, I haven't put a pattern to it, if it's on a regular basis or a consistent basis, but I have seen more of that now. So as far as like fact-checking this article, I would totally agree with that because what they're seeing is the increase in volume of freelancers, but the increase there's, there wasn't any sort of increase or training out there on how to manage their platform, how to use their platform, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that they were doing. And yeah, I think that the other, the other gap that we've like talked about before with platforms is that they also could do, and it's like in their best interest to do a better job of training their freelancers to manage their businesses, because it just means that you have a better pool, like you as the platform have a better pool Um, a more qualified pool of freelancers to offer your clients if you're actually giving them the resources to be able to like brand themselves, write good proposals, talk about their business, actually like execute their work effectively. Um, And so I think there's there's a lot of room there for, um, I mean, quite frankly, people like us who like help train freelancers how to be better at what they do Um, and platforms. There's like a little bit like you said, there's like a gap there around platforms providing like adequate training, which like Upwork sounds that they're making some shifts there. Um, But I still think there's like a gap in, in training freelancers to be better freelancers. Mm -hmm. Like a direct quote from that article, like is by making their freelancers more successful, they increase the reputation and work of the platform. And that's like hitting the nail on the head. Exactly. You know, they have to empower their freelancers to become more successful because when they're empowering their freelancers, it also increases their bottom line because they're going to be confident in using their platform more. Yeah, that's how they're going to stand out. And that's also where it's going to go back to preventing from free, preventing freelancers from feeling like they have to be on multiple, multiple platforms, Mm -hmm. whereas they can just be on one or two and they're getting everything that they need because they're also getting the education. I don't think that platforms necessarily need to teach you how to be a social media manager or like niche specific But overall business practices as a freelancer, I still think what for me today is that self-accountability of, you know, there's just a lot of things going on in my personal life right now. And it's where do I find that accountability personally to get my butt to my desk to get my task list done, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something that has to be taught. Yep. And that's, that is a boss mindset shift. Like that is not like you are not, someone else is not telling you what to do and when to do it and how to do it. You have to make those decisions for yourself um, in order to like deliver 
what you said you were going to deliver to your clients. Right. And that is like a fundamental shift in going from an employee to a business. Yep. Um, so one of the other key points from, um, the report that he pulls out in here is this, um, when it comes to freelance work, the magic is in the mix. So the most satisfied freelancers are managing a portfolio of projects um, for different organization, different types of companies from like big companies to small companies. Um, And um, he specifically says in here too, there's a shortage of top freelancers and organizations are competing for freelancers um, as you just saw in your hiring experiments. Um, so yeah, I think like we've talked about this before about on a couple of different podcasts about like the different ways that we have the different numbers of clients we have and the types of projects that we work on and why we structure the work that the way that we do it. Um, for, for me in particular, I would say that like, I totally agree that I'm more, even though I have way fewer clients than you do, um, I'm definitely more satisfied when I'm working on like multiple projects at the same time. And I don't mean like the same time, but like I have a, a portfolio of clients that I'm working on instead of there have been moments where um, I had just like one or two much larger clients and I was like specifically just working on their projects. And I think it definitely keeps me more interested and more engaged when I have a variety of different um, projects to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I start out my list every morning with here's the, you know, five or six people that I should work on today. And then I just look at that because I, I have given appropriate deadlines for when I can meet their goals and stuff. And I don't say I'm going to have this done for you today, like, or mm-hmm. tomorrow it will be done by Friday or here's an update for the week. Um, because then I can work on whatever the heck I feel like working on. You know, mm-hmm. if I don't feel like creating a sales page today, there's plenty of other things on my list of things that I can do. But then I also, you know, know how to manage those deadlines. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I had a freelancer ask me in a workshop a few weeks ago about how, what do you do about procrastination? And my answer was organize your time. So you're doing things that you want to do. And it's not like that's going to be true 100% of the time. Like we all have to do things that we don't actually want to do. Right. But if you can organize your, if you have, if you can choose what you do and when you do it, which is like the beauty of being a freelancer, then you're much more likely to be motivated to do it than if you're like being forced to do this thing at this time. And that's about set, like, like you just said, setting, like managing your your client's expectations appropriately about when you're going to get things done. Um, because if you're under a super hard deadline, that is unreasonable. Those are actually the moments where I like procrastinate the most. Cause I'm like, I really don't want to do this right now. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Was there anything else that stood out to you in this one? Um, I think there's, it's not specifically in the article, but I want your take on this too, because this is something that keeps coming up in my life right now Yeah, is the more I talk about freelancing, the more that life comes back to being more normal and kids, social circles is where I'm at. People keep asking me, what do you do? Like, Hey, we should have coffee. Like they're now like, I have 
a kiddo that's in my, in an entrepreneur class at school. And he's mentioned that I've written a book. And so now I got an email from the teacher saying like, Hey, can you explain what you do? And I'm like, yes, you know, or all of my kids' friends, not, I shouldn't say all, but a significant amount of my kids' friends or teammates of activities that they're in are reaching out to me and asking, Hey, what do you do? I want some more flexibility in my life. So Mm -hmm. I feel like where we're at is we're all in a season of the people who want to work from home, who have been freelancers for a long time, we're kind of paving the way and being influencers on our circles of influence and leading them down new opportunities. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think, um, I mean, I, I think that like freelancing for me, like fundamentally shifted. I mean, it like fundamentally changed my life, um, being my own boss and I want nothing. I mean, I know we both want nothing more than like other people to be able to do that exact same thing. Um, and I think we're seeing that in huge ways right now with like the quote unquote great resignation, right? Like a lot of people who had nine to five jobs left, like got through, I mean, maybe we're not totally through the pandemic, but got through 2020 (laughs) and said, it's not worth it. Like, I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. Like whether it's about control, whether it's about like, I'm tired, like I'm tired of the minimum wage, whatever it is, is people are like getting to a place where they're not, where they're not putting up with traditional work scenarios anymore. And traditional work scenarios are not giving people what they need. Um, and I know, I mean, I think we would both say working for yourself is not for everyone. And we also would say as many people as want to work for themselves, try it. And like, here's how to, here's how to like, like, that's the whole point of this podcast. Like, here's how to be successful at doing it because we fundamentally believe that the freelance revolution is real and important. I mean, like, yes. And here to stay, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And I think year after year, like we, um, like this report clearly says that it's like growing. I think um, Upwork actually puts out a report every single year and every year their projects, like I think their projection, their previous projection was like the by 2027, the majority of the US workforce will freelance. And every year they put out that report, it gets closer. <laughs> They're like, it's bigger than we thought it was. It's coming faster. More people are doing it. Um, and I think- I think it's the best personally. (laughs) So, um, and I like how the article, it's another direct quote from the article. It says COVID-19 has accelerated freelancing, making it more mainstream and creating both opportunity and greater competition. So that's what we talk about all the time. Like Sarah and I always have conversations about, we want to work with people who are just going to do what they're saying that they're going to do. Mm -hmm. So that's, attracting great people to work as freelancers, but it's also going to position people in a competition. And I, I mean, if anyone's ever played a board game with me, I'm a little bit competitive. (laughs) Ask my kids about playing ticket to ride with me. Um, you know, but it's, it's that competition, but it's, it's paving a way for greater opportunity. Like there's a million and two different opportunities. I saw so many different 
mental health things that went through the pandemic of people losing their jobs, people not sure about their jobs, all of the uncertainty. Totally. And yes, as a freelancer, I, I felt that as well, but I already felt like I had more control on my pl- like in my life because of the choices that I had made prior to the pandemic starting. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I would say two things about that. The first is that like the competition is real and there's more than enough work to go around for people who know what they're doing. And that like, we know that, like you said, you're trying to hire, you can't find qualified freelancers, like enough qualified freelancers right now, but there's plenty of work to go around. And that's like one of the whole reasons why we created our community is so that freelancers can support each other and in doing their best work instead of competing against one another, because there's so much work out there. And if freelancers can support each other in finding that work and doing their best work, we're all going to be better off. I would also say to your second point that like, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think a lot of people, when they're thinking about going out on their own, they're like, oh, isn't that scary? Like your income's not very secure. And I'm like, my income's way more secure than yours is because it comes from multiple sources. If I lose one client, I still have other clients. And I know you and I have both built our business models and income streams in a way where we're not reliant on one single source of income. And that's not people that work uh, nine to five for someone else. You think your job is secure. It's not. You're you like you're all of your eggs are in one basket. And so you're actually not more secure in terms of your income if you only work for one person. Your your income is way more secure if you have a variety of people that you work for because then you're not dependent upon any one of them alone. Exactly. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, I think we're pretty close to the end. Um, any, any final thoughts that you want to share? I don't think so. I just, yeah, just to reiterate, freelancing is a game changer. It can be a game changer, but it also has to be the right decision for you. So I had a family member who was asking me like, Hey, what do you do? Like, I've never really asked. And so I went through, you know, and just kind of gave them a day in the life as me. And they're like, Oh, like I want that life. I want that money, but I don't want to do the things that you do. And I'm like, yep. That's why you can become a freelancer and you figure out what you are good at and you own that. Like, don't, don't duplicate me. Like, don't become me because that's not, that's not going to be your happy place. Like you have to do you and find out what makes the most sense for you. Like even following us through and, you know, reaching out to freelancers aligned to join our community and all that, like, that's great, but we can't tell you what to do. You know, so like this month we're talking about skills and we can't tell you what your skills are. Like that's totally an individual thing that you have to do. Yep. We will give you a formula in the next podcast for how to identify your, the skills that are profitable, that you love, that, um, will help you do your best work in less time, like all those kinds of things. But ultimately we can give you a formula for thinking about how to find your skills, but that's 100% right. And I would say skills and business model, because like we've talked about before, you and I have incredibly different business models because we have, our lives are incredibly different. 
we have different age kiddos. We have different things that we want to do in the next five to 10 years. And so, but that's the beauty of it is you get to choose. You don't, someone else isn't telling you, oh, like you're going to work this amount of time and do these things. And I'm going to pay you this amount of money. We're choosing what we do. We're choosing what we get paid. We're choosing where that money goes to. And we make different choices about that. We make different choices about the amount of money we bring in every month, the amount of hours that we work, the different things that we do. Um, so it's definitely not one size fits all, but you have to be able to like think intentionally about those choices to make it work for you. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, I think we will go ahead and wrap this one up and, um, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode where we're going to talk about our, um, skills formula to find your most profitable skills that will also make you not hate your life. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Revolution podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to check out our free community for freelancers, consultants, and solopreneurs called Freelancers Aligned. Go to www.freelancersaligned.com to sign up. Here are just a few of the things that you get with your free membership. You'll get all of our best resources, strategies, tips, and tools for living the freelance lifestyle. You'll get exclusive access to our monthly live Q&A where you can submit questions that we'll answer live just for you. You'll get a subscription to the Freelance Insider where you'll get tricks of the trade, member-only resources, and curated content from other experts. You'll also get access to the member forum where you can network and connect and ask advice from other solopreneurs who actually understand what you do and are going through the exact same things you are. Did I mention it's free? Go to www.freelancersaligned.com to sign up today.